Ready to count down? Yep. Three, three, two, two one. one. Jimmy James. No, nope, start again. <laughs> I see what Dave Newgast said and it wasn't right. <laughs> you okay. should leave that in. That's yeah, hilarious. Well, you can do that. Three, three, two, two one. one. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of your favorite internet marketing podcast, Freedom Ocean. I'm Timbo Reed. Right there is James Shramko, who I had dinner with a couple of nights, and it was the best pizza I've ever had. How are you, mate? Wow, best pizza you've ever had. Ever. Yeah, it was. It was good pizza down here on the beachfront. Yep. Yeah, it was uh it was a it was a very thin, crispy base, very fresh toppings, and it was just tasty. And uh it blew all that health stuff that I've been doing out of the water. But uh that's life, mate. It was lovely to see you and I'm glad you're recovering from a little little head cold, darling. I'm okay. I don't have time to have colds. Oh, you are a tough guy. Man, they should kind of put you right up there as James the tough shrimp go. Well, it's not just that. I think that business owners and entrepreneurs have a lot less sick days than employees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Uh, not really. No, because we, <laughs> we're, it's our baby, you know. You can't leave your baby unattended. I mean, I have we have time off. I just think, you know, as long as you do I it's kind of interesting. I just did an episode this morning of Small Business Big Marketing, and the interview I did is with this guy called Daniel Flynn from Thank You Water. You know, like <laughs> the world needs another bottled water brand. However, he's a social entrepreneur, and for every bottle of water you buy, you create, you give water to a third world country, something like that. Point being, mate, he just loves what he does. He just loves it. You know, no kind of waking up in the morning going, geez, you know, another day in the office. He gets cross because he has to go to bed. Well, I see people on, paste on, on uh, Facebook stuff like, oh, it's hump day today on Wednesday, like they're halfway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or thank God it's Friday. And uh, with my own team, oh, we actually have um, happy Monday. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're back. We missed everyone over yeah. the weekend. Nice. How do you sell How do you, um, Like, how does that show itself? Do you send out an email? Oh, we laugh and, and joke oh. around. It's, you know, crazy around guys. They go, yeah, we are um, crazy. Boss Tremco, he's crazy, but... crazy. Hey, um, so much to cover, mate. So little time. So um, nice to catch up um, without um, kind of making this a love fest. But you know, it reminded me to. And Steve Ovens joined us, our friend Steve Ovens. Yeah, Steve O. And I took a picture of you two, and I inserted that between three pizzas, and I asked people to guess the difference. Ah, I didn't see that. But just nice to hang out, you know, with people. It's good, you know, good hang out with mates, talk a bit of bullshit and, you know, see which one of us can tell the biggest lies. Great line from an old cold chisel song. Do you know what song? Uh, cheap wine. Flame trees. Yeah. Um, I'm not really good with the whole, whole song lyrics, no. and we, we did cover this in a previous episode. Did we? You could probably bluff me on that. Yeah, okay. All right. But nice to just hang out and, and just, um, I think, you know, surround yourself with good people and um, it'll rub off on your business. So, mate, a couple of emails and a couple of listener voicemails, yeah? Yeah, and also some comments. We had some. We had a nice comment on the last episode from Phil, and he said, guys, I have to say this is probably the best episode I've heard for a while. It resonated with me. The discussion around the listener question and James's poignant question, what is the point, is the gold here? And I must mm-hmm. say, 
Don't stop the banter. It's great and entertaining. Thanks again for a great show, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Well, I carry a bit of guilt around the banter because I'm kind of like, it's like even even this episode, you know, five minutes ago when we sort of went down the, the pizza path, in the back of my mind I'm going, keep it short, keep it short. I was speaking, but, you know, I was speaking to my virtual assistant who's wonderful and I said, do, you know, how do you like the podcasts? And she says, oh, they're good, boss. She said, in the last one, though, I have to agree with the listener. There was a little bit too much banter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. You can't please everyone, mate. Well, I, anyway. I, I need to please her, though. <laughs> you do? When we, when we do our weekly review, I make sure that I'm performing well for her because uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I run the risk of upsetting the, one of my very, very handy assistant. She's um, yeah, no. great. Got to keep the love in the room there. Hey, um, got a really interesting um, email from Jonathan Tynes, uh, who's a long-time listener, and it's an email. It's 14th of March. So it's a little bit old. Sorry, JT. But he raises an interesting concept. He says, hey, Timbo, I have a thought. What if you were the bridge between traditional marketing and internet into internet marketing? I do this every day. I help people get online that are not tech savvy and are scared to get online. I have found that you are the balance between you and James in the techie stuff. You guys both rock. That was at that around that March time was when we were kind of going, or I was kind of going, oh, should this freedom motion thing continue? And you know, if it does, what it's all about, and kind of questioning my role in it and stuff like that. So people can go back and have a listen to those episodes, which were well, the episode, wasn't it? Which was just having a look now, episode fifty three, March twelve. Um, but he makes a really good point, James, in that as business owners, we should spend a little bit more time reflecting on who we are, what we're good at, where our strengths lie, and acknowledge it. You know, I've got I've been really honing my that that question in lately, and I've realised that I am a really good marketing guy for people who would want to come dragging and screaming into the kind of new world of marketing, and particularly service-based businesses. So I can be that specific, you know, and. When you kind of acknowledge that, it makes creating information and products and content a whole lot easier. Yeah, and I'm going to put a book recommendation out here. It's a book called The One Thing. <gasps> I met the author yesterday. Out. Did you? Yeah, Krill. Krill. Whereabouts? Um, I spoke at the Sydney Convention Centre and um, we were in – they had off the main stage, they had these two streams going and I was in one mm-hmm. room and he was speaking in the other. So we were competing for audiences and I won. <laughs> Well, you know, his book's fantastic. It's got many of the same concepts and ideas that I know to be true. And I was reading the book, just nodding and yes, yes, yes. And it really does drill that concept of putting a lot of your eggs in the one basket Mm -hmm. that just know your strength and just do the right thing and the right thing and the right thing and just ignore Mm -hmm. everything else. And I think you're finding that and I'm certainly reviewing that. I mean, literally going through every part of my business and working out which ones I resonate the best with and which ones I could live without. And I'm just going to try and streamline to the next layer. I've always been peeling off the layers of that business onion and to get to the core, and I think I'm getting really close now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should have said hello to Krill from you. Well, I was only telling you about the book. At, uh... I, do you know, when I saw the book, uh, I had the, we were in the sort of speaker's room. We are in the green room. You know, rocking it out over a chicken sandwich before we went on, and um, <laughs> he was an interesting guy. And he had the book there in front of him, and and I didn't quite connect. But yeah, the night before you had mentioned it, so we'll put a link in the show notes to that. Hey, um, 
So, Jimmy, I'm just going to move on to this next email, which is from Tony Finbar-Smith. And um, when I first read it, I thought, that's such a funny question. But then I realized I'd read read it incorrectly. He says, Oh, Timbo, what are we going to do with you? I know. I know. Silly Timbo. When you launch a podcast, how do you know how many listeners you have? Um, He asks. What I thought he'd ask was, when you launch a podcast, how many listeners did you have? The answer to that would have been zero. But the actual question is, how do you know how many listeners you got, James? Well, what we do is um, we we use a Blueberry PodPress plugin and Blubbery, yeah, Blubbery is it? It's a weird name. B L U. I don't know how you. It's spelt weird, yeah. but it's it makes things simple. It's even got a link where you can join up iTunes and hook up your show. It's pretty easy to operate. But there's this little link inside there that allows you to get uh, statistics. You click on that, you create an account, and it gives. You, your redirect, and then every time someone clicks on the the show, or when someone listens to it in iTunes, it's counting that as a download, and that shows up in my WordPress dashboard. And also, I get a weekly report with the how many people have listened to each episode. And I've been really comparing. I've actually run all four podcasts that I have through this, and I'm comparing the frequency and the volume and it's really interesting to see the trends and over the long term which shows get listened to the most Mm. and uh, I suggest that you do measure that stat to get a feel for your reach because you can be really surprised by that. Get a very quick understanding of in fact the next question is all about testing so it kind of was a nice segue but just to finish this off when you do see those stats um, you get a quick understanding of what subjects resonate and what which ones well not don't, but which ones resonate more. I find it really interesting, like with small business, big marketing, like I did an episode a few weeks back with this email marketing guy who was just so passionate about email marketing and he spoke about it in, in layman's terms, made it interesting. And it was a, it's what I'd call a how-to episode, right? Instructional, useful, get the pen and paper out right away. And every time I do a how-to episode, it rates really well, get lots of feedback, people love it. They're not my favorite episodes though. My favorite episodes are when I <laughs> dig deep into someone's business, like wh- wh- where did that business idea come from? How did you bring it to market? And now tell us how you go about marketing it, you know, kind of having that more, I guess, emotional discussion. Yep. It's st- they still go well, but not as well. And that kind of feeds back into the fact that how-to is a very searched, it's one of the most searched prefixes on the internet, isn't it? Everyone wants to know how-to. Well, I think one of them is indulging in your desire. Correct. The other one is solving the customer problem. And that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, we can say, well, it circles back to what's the point. Yeah. You know, you could be an artist and you just want to make it because you're expressing and feeling fantastic. Or perhaps you are serving someone. And yep. You're doing it for someone else. You know, you could go, you could take that too far and be a complete martyr and surrender your entire life for other people. Yeah. Like missionaries and stuff. Mm. So, by the way, we had a six star rating on iTunes in March. Didn't think that was possible. I think there were only five. I didn't either. It actually says six star podcast <laughs> by Richard Harm. Entertaining, informative, and Australian. Ah. Simply brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. You you actually had a little bit of a dry spell for for comments from 2012, December, and then in March and April, it just took off again. We got some more. They're all five stars, actually. Oh, bless them. Bless them. I hate how you can't reply. 
that kind of annoys me. Well, we can hear, see? Yeah, we can. Absolutely. There's a couple more. Shall I read a few more? No, I think it's indulgent. I don't think oh, the listener cares. Well, you'd cares. like this one, though. I'll read them myself, but thanks, just thanks to everyone who's left them. <laughs> well, you know? I say it, we'll do the romper room. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you, Meppy Man. Thank you, Andrew, Damien, yeah. and Check and James. I can see you and I'm well, smiling. Yeah. Well, that's weird for anyone who's not Australian. Whopper <laughs> Room is kind of our version of They our... call out the names at the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's for three-year-olds. Yes. Three-year-olds and below. Hey, um, now, Jimmy, uh, so great question there from – who was that from? That was from Tony, and that's how we track our podcasts. And let's talk about tracking and testing. Uh, Fernando has a wonderful question. Here's Fernando. Hey, Timbo. James, this is uh, Fernando, and I am calling you from uh, the United States over here in New Jersey. I just wanted to, to, you know, record this message for you to say number one that I am in love with the ocean. Uh, the waters are nice, and uh, you guys are teaching me so much great stuff. I've listened to a lot of podcasts over the last two years, as I, you know, started to learn about internet marketing, and this by far has given me the best information. And you guys are just great. Uh, don't ever stop doing this because I am <laughs> I'm depending upon this. So thank you so much. My question is regarding testing. I know I'm supposed to do testing. It's something that you know I've heard about over the last year or so, but it's something that just overwhelms me, and I just really don't know what I what I need to do. So I was wondering if you could kind of go into that. What parts of my business should I be testing? What should I test first? What is a decent result? that that is meaningful um i would just love to know some input on on the best ways to test and the things that i should be testing maybe first all right thanks so much keep up the good work i love you guys geez mate he loves us i can't help but say is there something in the air tonight fernando (laughs) hey what song is that from it's an abba song correct correct called fernando (laughs) oh i'm just i'm going well with my lyrics Uh, you are the music man so Thanks, Fernando, for um, for loving the show so much and asking a very pertinent question that um, makes me feel a bit guilty. I think we're all guilty except you. Uh, you were real, <laughs> mate. The stats you were reeling off over pizza the other night um, about your testing and results. I mean, you knew stuff down to the point zero one percent. I mean, I think you've got to get out more. Go and have more pizza. No, come on. That, that's Steve-O's fault. It's nothing to do with me. He's all he's a geek. Yeah. And when he comes over to visit, we just can't help but log in and have a look at, at uh, things like the, <laughs> the shopping cart and the analytics and the split tests and the heat maps. And like, I'm like, wow. Uh, there's a video episode in that. I find it fascinating. Come in, Steve-O. Haven't seen you for six months. Let's go and let's get in the dashboard. Let's go and have a look in the dashboard. <laughs> well, what I like to know is, okay, well, I've made all these decisions. I've put things out there. I've got these websites. I've got opt-ins. I've got um, uh, follow-up sequences. I've got products. Uh, okay, well, now, because we can, mm. which ones worked? Which ones didn't work? I wonder why. Uh, what should we change? We, we changed this. What happened? I mean, there's some fantastic yeah. results. I, I think there's a massive... For me, this whole testing thing, it, it, well, I guess there's a bit of a difference too, testing and measuring. Sometimes we can get them confused, but I think for this whole area, there's a big blockage to start with, like to set all that up. Would you agree? Well, it's not, it's not sexy it's and it does require some technical yeah, knowledge. Yeah, and therefore. Like you have to know what you want to test and that's pretty much what the question yeah. is. 
So the main things you can test are each part of the sequence. A lot of people sort of leave it at just one part. Like they, they might have ads running to the site and they might split test the one ad from the one traffic source. Mm -hmm. Or you could test different traffic sources to the site. So you could split test the ads on different traffic sources that lead to the site. And then when they get to the site, you could test different versions of the site. You could have offer A or offer B or offer C or offer D. You'd have uh, video versus text. You could have an opt-in versus not asking for the opt-in. You could have a transcription on the page versus a downloadable PDF. Like one of the fascinating things I discovered is where I've offered people a PDF transcription, mm -hmm. the conversions are very high. Typically, they're up 7 8 9% to an order, whereas it might be 2 or 3% on the sales page itself. So people who bother to download a PDF are storing that on their computer and they come back and quite often they'll buy something. Mm -hmm. And then, then there's, okay, after they've ordered, you have the follow-up sequence and systems like the one I use for my email, which is called Office Autopilot, it actually allows you to have an A, B, C, D follow-up sequence. So I could send out four different messages and see which one made more sales. Wow. So you could actually track that customer from the first ad right through to the site, through to an order, through to the lifetime value and see which customer is worth more and you can learn a lot from that. So let's just go back to the start there because I just let you roll out a whole lot of stuff. You know, like that was, um, there's a lot there. If you weren't, if you had a website, if you're selling stuff online right now, yep, and you weren't testing anything, where would a good where would you start? Give me two things that you could do. Well, I would test whatever traffic source you're driving people to your website with. I would test the the hook or the ad if it's a banner or if it's text. I would just change that mm -hmm. and see which one works better. So, so would you have two running at the same time? Always. So, how do you do that? So, if you're using Google AdWords, for example, mm -hmm. it's really easy. You set up two ads mm -hmm. and they'll rotate them for you. Okay. If you're using What if you had the one ad but you wanted the landing page to be different? How do you how do you make that happen? Okay, so that's that's probably the thing a lot of people could test is mm -hmm. the I would test the offer, like what you're giving away. Mm -hmm. I used to give away two free modules of my wealthification course. Then I switched it to giving away my own the race course course, which is about ten modules and a mm -hmm. different hook, and that was more popular. And now I'm about to test giving away a three-part profit series, which I'll start next week, and I will mm -hmm. compare the number of opt-ins per day. So it's not a strictly scientific test, but it's going to give me a pretty good indicator. Within a week, I'll know which one gets me more opt-ins because I'll literally yeah, change right. the offer. All right. Number two. Second thing to test? Oh, you kind of covered two there, haven't you? Yeah, You've gone AdWords. Look, if you've got anything you test, it's really just going to be the headline. That's, that's the thing that's going to do most of the heavy lifting on your site. You know, The first big words people yeah. see when they get yeah. there, whether it's for an offer, whether it's for to read the post or whatever, that's usually what helps a lot, especially if you're doing what I do and they're syndicating your blog content to other places. When you, when you do that, and by syndicating, I mean you mm -hmm. put a little snippet of it and point people back to your site. The words you use there should make a significant difference mm -hmm. as, to, as to how much people will come to your site. And that's where you want to do things like a bit of curiosity. Instead of saying, use split testing in your marketing, click here to watch this video, 
you could say, what one thing should you use in your marketing to get a better result than anything else? So you could put a question or you could say, do you do this on your website? Question mark. Or I did this mm. and I doubled my conversions, dot, dot, dot. What are you, what's your view on that whole? It's, a, it's an episode in itself, which we'll put, leave for another time. But everything you touched on there is all about the words, the headline, the offer, you know, yeah. writing in a curious way versus writing in a blatant way, all that type of stuff. I mean, for the average business owner, you know, that's, that's hard. That's why they're an average you know? business owner. <laughs> well, no, but you can't expect an average business owner to be great writers, you know. It's not about writing. It's about selling. If you can't sell, mm. you're not going to be in business for long. I still think it's the fundamental mm -hmm. skill. If you could only have one skill, you want to be able to sell. There's plenty of genius experts with lots of doctorates and technical ability, far greater than I have. But if you can sell... If you can move people, if you can create that uh, problem-solving environment, you will be able to make money. You can hire technicians. You can hire genius experts. If you can't sell, you want to learn it or you want to hire someone that can or you won't be in business because it's competitive out there. Mm -hmm. I think it's the single most yeah. important skill. In fact, I can't think of a very wealthy person that I know who's not quite good at persuasion or selling in some way. What's your favorite book on selling? Spin Selling by Neil Rackham. We'll whack that baby in the show notes. Yeah, it's a great book. That was a fundamental book for me. A uh, life-changing book, one some would say. It was. It did. I took that, that method of selling to luxury vehicles and smashed everyone. Mm -hmm. Hey, mate, we'll keep moving. We've got a, uh, a final voicemail from, again, long-time listener, Dave Newgas. Here's Dave. Jimmy Jam, James Shramko, and the legend that is Timbo Reed. How you guys doing? This is Dave Newgas. Hey, just a little feedback for you on episode 56 of uh, Freedom Motion. I just got your email. Uh, I, I ran to the Freedom Motion website to get the podcast, which I absolutely love. And I don't see the option anymore where I can right-click and save as and actually download the file. Um it just doesn't seem to appear. So just a little feedback that that's how I consume uh, Freedom Motion most of the time because it seems like iTunes takes a while to populate. Uh, and if I try to actually listen to it from the website, uh, it buffers a bit. My internet connection here uh, in this part of the UK is a bit spotty. Uh, it's a bit shite. But anyways, um, just a little feedback. That's how I do it. I'm sure others uh, maybe do it a bit different or or maybe some do it like I do. Who knows? Anyways, just a little feedback for you. Hope you guys are having some fun. Keep doing what you're doing. It's appreciated. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Adios. Isn't he using a nice mic? He's really, he sounds dulcet, I would say. He sounds, sounds great. I could see... Uh, I imagine he probably already has a wildly successful podcast with a voice like I'm that. Guessing. What about that, Jimmy Jam James and the legend Timbo Reed? <laughs> Jimmy Jam. <sighs> yeah, we should have like that. Could be a movie title of some kind. He sounds like. Have you seen Django yet? No, not yet, but it's on the list. What's keeping? Uh, he sounds like a crazy American living in the UK. Yes, I've met him. Have you had a beer? Had a beer with Dave. Ah. So he's got a bit of a technical, well, not a technical question, but a nice bit of feedback. It's always nice to uh, know how things are appearing or not appearing. Uh, and he's having a bit of trouble downloading the show, which we don't want. Remove all blockages. That's a good lesson. Well, Make I mean, you, you obviously don't know the madness behind this. But he's correct. You can't download it at the moment. Mm-hmm.
I turned the button off ah, that allows it. Why did I do that? It- well, I was perusing the iTunes charts mm-hmm. and I clicked on a few of the sites that are ranking well mm-hmm. and many of them do not make it obvious or allow the download of the media. From from their website, yeah. My theory is that they will then click on the iTunes icon or the Stitcher icon and go and feed it from their device or they might use any number of add-ons or plugins like Pocket Cast or whatever where they, or Podcatchers where they can actually stream the music. And I've been mm-hmm. keeping an eye on the rankings. Now, since I turned off the ability to download... My other podcast, which is a little more consistent mm-hmm. than ours, it goes out pretty much every week, thinkactget.com, has been smashing the number one charts on the Australian business charts. And I suspect it's because it's just getting more people mm-hmm. across to that sync. See, when the new episode comes out, it does upload pretty quickly, I think you know, within minutes or a very short period. So I don't think that's valid it at does. all. I think that's... That is complete fabrication. <laughs> so are you just suggesting, you're saying that the whole idea is to force people across to one of the podcast aggregators like an iTunes or a Stitcher and, and not have them listen to it on on the site. Is that right? We'll see what happens. It becomes, it becomes like a recurring sale instead of a one-time sale. Once mm-hmm. they've synchronized, if they agreed to download every episode. Subscribe. Exactly then mm-hmm. every time we put out new content, it will be available for them and it will mm-hmm. probably remind them. And it's, that's how I consume podcasts, one of two ways. Like I can tell you the last thing that I'd be doing is hoarding and downloading MP3s to my computer. I know. They, well, I've got to store it. I've got to download it. Yeah. I've got to file it. I might have to look at it later. I think it's an extremely disorganized way to do it. And mm-hmm. I had slow internet. Now, I, I don't think mm. I know anyone with slower internet than what I had, and I was still able to stream it from our site because we don't over-compress it. It's, uh, yeah. it's on a f- cloud-serving thing on Amazon. It's quite fast compared to other podcasts. Mm-hmm. But the iTunes thing will sync and it'll let, it'll let you um, play it in your own time. So the way that I consume podcasts is I use the podcasting app from Apple. I use my iPad mini, and I sit it underneath my computer screen behind my keyboard and I just listen to podcasts while I'm doing other work. Out of the speakers of the iPad mini or yes. plugged into something? I might use headphones if I'm in an airplane or something. The mm. other way that I'll consume it these days, now that I have fast internet, is I'll just dial it up on my Apple TV mm-hmm. and it's on the big screen then and I'll listen to it while I'm making a meal or um, doing some work in the background at my stand-up desk. Mm-hmm. And the final way that I might do it is just go directly to a website and hit the play button and just stream it. Mm, if you do okay. have slow internet, you can let it buffer. You just p- hit play, pause it, pause it, and come back. Yep. So what I felt was happening is that it was driving up our iTunes rankings. That's, that's the thing. And the reason I want to do that, I want more people to find the show so that we can help more people. Mm-hmm. I want people to be able to get the show when it comes out automatically without having to think about it. Mm. And I believe that it's really helped my other podcast – uh, yeah, significantly, right. it's it's a lot more down. Like it's it's hitting five thousand downloads per mm-hmm. episode now, and, and that's only got sixteen episodes. Yeah, that's good. 
It's good. Interesting advice, mate. So, Dave, stop downloading MP3s to your computer. Don't down, yeah, just don't put all that crap no, on your computer. You're blocking things up, mate. You should know better with a you voice are. and microphone and, you know. And I bet you. I, sound like that. Yeah, you know, and I bet you the same habit is causing clogs other places. Uh, you know, when I, when I watch a course online, when I run masterminds, when I do podcasts, I record stuff for podcasts like this. As soon as the podcast's published, I delete the file. I actually have a folder called delete. So after this podcast, mm. I'll send off the recording and then I'll drag it into a folder called delete. And once I hear the podcast live, I know it's clear to delete. I have one extra step to you, right? You do. Yeah, well, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, here's a story behind that. Um, Mr. 14, my son Will, uh, he was on my computer the other day, which generally I don't like kids to get on the computer because that's kind of where all the business stuff lives. And uh, he said, geez, Dad, you're, um, your trash can's uh, got 2,500 items in it. I said, yeah, I know. It's kind of like um, I put stuff there, but I never clear it because it's just uh, I might I find I might go back to it every now and then. He goes, no, it's all right. I cleared it, and he did. <laughs> he, he deleted all the items. Well, the great thing is with the delete folder on my computer here, it's being backed up to my time machine. Mm-hmm. So I've technically got a delete file from a month ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not hard to get back if I need to, no. if I can't recreate it. But the other thing is the, the important point I want to make is when I'm attending a webinar, when I'm, which I don't, I, I mean, I would just hardly ever do. I can't remember the last one. But, but when I'm doing mastermind calls where I'm doing that, I don't record them. I just take notes in Evernote because if I were to record them, then I'd one day think, oh, I have to listen to that back and take some notes. Well, why not just do it on the spot and yeah. put the concentration in at the time? and focus and create the end product and skip that whole step of clogging up your machine. Do it now. There is the message. So on our website, on freedomotion.com, is an icon for Apple, iTunes, and also hear us on Stitcher, Mm. and you can use that one as well if you prefer. Well, Jimmy, that takes us, I should say, Jimmy Jam James, that takes us to the end. It's about (laughs) a 30-minute episode or thereabouts. So, mate, um, lovely to talk. What's on for what's on for your weekend besides a bit of work? Uh, well, I've done most of my work now. So after mm-hmm. we hang up the mitts here, I'm going to go to lunch. It's Burger Friday, so oh, here we go. You're going to Moo Burgers? I'm not. The, the burgers are so big at Moo Burgers. I think that burger mm-hmm. we ate would last me for a, a month. Uh, I think what I'll do is I'll probably use a stunt mm-hmm. burger. I will take a picture of someone else's uh, burger and load that up yeah, to Facebook. Yeah. yeah, why not? And then after that, I will do some geeking out with Steve-O. We're just going to go through some numbers and stuff. But it's it's always discovery. In fact, I've got my live event coming up. So what we did yesterday was go through all of the things that I'm covering at that event. We made a mind map of it. And now I'm building a slide deck and then bringing in all the stats. And st- I- I'm getting blown away with the things that I'm <laughs> discovering about my own business. So I know that my customers will love hearing about it. Oh, my God. Because as Steve-O said, I've got all these sites and I've got all these businesses and all these people and all this traffic. And I can learn so mm. much from it that other people really can't get access mm. to. So that's been exciting. Uh, today, we're just drilling into the numbers in the business and we're looking for the opportunities. Which products sell? Which products don't? Where is the traffic coming? What converts? Is it worth clicking on the LinkedIn share button on my posts You know, after a year? How many people actually opted in or bought anything? Mm. And if it's not, I'm killing it. I cut it. I get rid of the button. I just don't bother about it anymore. So Brutal. Knowing what not to do is 
really mm. important and that's what I'm focusing on. I'm really looking for the 50% of the crap that I do that's not getting me anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like on a pure numbers term, remember, I think I mentioned before, but last year 40% of the sales I made generated 2% of my revenue. Mm. So really we could afford to be doing half the things we do with almost no cost. You know your numbers, Jimmy. You know your numbers. You've got to know your numbers, too. Um, enjoy your burger. Have a great weekend. And uh, everyone else, may business prosper. May you do great things, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Timbo. See you, mate. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 